Hey, hey, everybody, Kevin here with Pursuing Pixels, and welcome back to another edition of Save It for the Cast, and as always, I'm going to fire a few uh, video games off at you before Randall and I get to the uh, chit-chat here in just a bit, but I guess I'll just get things started right off the bat with uh, some multiplayer action, which is really what I'm going to be focusing on in this short little bit here, but uh, yeah, I had DJ over recently, and I know he hasn't been on the podcast in a little while, but uh, finally had the chance to have him over again and do some gaming, some couch co-op that we haven't done in quite a while, although I did... uh, Uh, against my better judgment we decided we saw there was a new kingdom dlc for uh kingdom two crowns that is i know there's kingdom new lands as well but uh for kingdom two crowns they just put out the norse lands dlc and uh, i not too long ago actually talked about dj and i trying the co-op for the deadlands dlc which was the bloodstained crossover at first i actually thought this norse lands dlc was a bad north crossover just because it's got like a viking theme and the font that they use for the Norse lands and even like the color scheme for the the artwork and stuff that they have for it, like really kind of reminded me of that. And they're both published by Raw Fury. So I was like, oh, man, those are two of both DJ and I's favorite uh, strategy games and really kind of both both unique takes on like real time strategy uh, and really making it work with like a controller format as opposed to like when I think RTS, I'm usually thinking like a game that's really going to shine playing on the PC with uh, mouse and keyboard and in particular being able to, you know, drag the cursor around and highlight multiple enemies at a time and whatever. But both uh, Bad North and Kingdom uh, really kind of tackle the RTS or just kind of managing your army they they kind of tackle it from totally you know two totally different approaches but kingdom in particular again like dj and i we we have very different play styles when it comes to this game um he tends to want to go a little riskier and i think he even leans into playing even riskier when we're playing co-op uh because it's just thinking like oh kevin's got my back and i'm still thinking like dude we got to build this i'm I'm more of a cautious player and like i want to build this up slowly from within and uh kind of that's almost like a tower defense game in a way um but yeah, I just been I don't really need to, to go on and on about the Kingdom series more than I already have on the podcast, but I just really love uh the fact that they're still supporting this game. This is the first time they've actually charged for the DLC. I don't I'm assuming that they're maybe putting a little bit more into although that that uh what's it called? The Bloodstained uh Deadlands DLC was massive. Like they really added a ton of new variety to the game. So, I am excited to see what uh you know what more what the other islands have to offer. DJ and I kind of just uh, kind of explored the first two islands and saw what the game had in store, but I'm looking forward to going back. But I'm really looking, I actually already did start up a separate file of my own and got played through not even the first island. So just to get played for probably longer than DJ and I did together and still haven't even set sail off the first island yet. So just to kind of compare how the two of us play, but just a really great game. And especially if you haven't played the series, it's a really fun co op game, especially if you do find someone that, you know, you tend to, lean in the same kind of uh, or you you have the same or at least if you can discuss what you want to do but even I feel like DJ and I even try sometimes to say like okay what are we trying to do here what's our plan of uh of attack and yet we still somehow managed to to drop the ball in one way or another but we did move on from there to play another kind of kingdom-ish game at least in the sense that it's like an RPG I guess really in in no other way other than you're exploring a kingdom but uh we checked out Apocalypse from uh Sock Pop and I might have mentioned this briefly when I checked out Hellbluster but 
man, DJ and I were having a ton of fun. We actually had our fun cut short because my uh, computer, I, I finally got it actually, I think all fixed up. I got everything like rebooted and got a clean install of Windows on there and everything. But I was having some issues and it actually crashed on us in the middle of a, a session or a run. Um, and it's, it is a run in the sense that you do make multiple attempts at this game. And I almost recommend that you like take a, your first attempt and kind of learn the ropes and then maybe start over. Cause the way the game works is that you essentially have a 20 day cycle where on the 20th day, like 20 day and night cycle, I guess. And then on the 20th day, the lich will like trigger its final battle or final attack. And then you, you know, that you kind of, you either win the final battle or you lose. So you have your 20 days to kind of explore the land, uh, you know, level up your characters, get new items and whatnot. And this game also has up to four player co-op. And I really love how it works. Like you can see the entire map of the game at all times. And it's from a top down perspective. It's got a really great, um, kind of hand-drawn almost like squiggly like sketch kind of art style I don't know how to quite describe it like almost like a coloring book sort of um aesthetic it's really really cool really cartoony and and fun and cheerful and uh yeah the way the battle system works is like you kind of roam around as like this little stick person and then when you get close to an enemy or whatever sometimes it's triggered from a conversation uh there will be a little battle window that will pop up like kind of taking up part of the map and it almost then the battles kind of play out like they do in a game like uh the mario and luigi game sort of uh where you're like pressing the face buttons to not necessarily use your you're only uh controlling one character so you have like you have a you can have up to four attacks assigned to each of the four face buttons or at least four uh spells or maneuvers or whatever actions that you can execute and then the nice thing is like so the little like it almost pops up like a speech bubble over the map and then so if i'm roaming around on the land um i'm not in the battle with dj but i can like move up to his character and as soon as my character enters the speech bubble that's like floating above the map like as soon as i'm within that range um then i get sucked into the battle immediately but the same thing happens for uh the enemies as well so you can be starting oh i'm just fighting this little wimpy rat and then all of a sudden there's like some bees that come in and then there's like these fish that chuck spears at you and then just like the mario and luigi games or paper mario or whatever you uh have all your timing based inputs so like not only are, do you have all the different face buttons for your different uh actions that you can uh utilize or whatever you actually can time like blocking the enemy's attacks or executing your attacks perfectly to do a little extra damage and that's like for me that's like just the little extra loop i need in a turn-based battle system and this is on top of uh it's not necessarily entirely turn-based it's more like on a timer um like a real-time timer that like every time you're cooldown refills back up or whatever you can re-execute another maneuver um but yeah dj and i were really having a blast we were really kind of you know pulled the rug out from under us a little bit when the pc crashed on me but it's that's what i get for hooking up like ten thousand different uh you know usb i I had so much hooked up to my computer if you guys saw the way that i gamed uh (laughs) you would be you would be quite surprised at least on the pc front it's not not the most glamorous setup but since we got cut short uh, from that, we jumped over to uh, Samurai Gun 2, which I talked about. Uh, I had a chance to play some of that with our buddy His, uh, who did the artwork, Tiny Box 11 on uh, Twitter. Um, but yeah, we he did all the artwork for our podcast stuff with the pelican and the frog and everything. But finally had a chance to play some of this versus DJ with some head to head competition. And the whole time, this is like a you know 2D fighting platforming game with some of the most expressive controls around. You really have such a great sense of maneuverability with your like whenever you're in midair, if you slash your sword, whatever direction, whether you're pointing up or either to the left or the right or down, I guess, if you want to kind of almost do 
uh, essentially kind of like a ground pound or at least a quicker fall to the ground. But like you really can almost like launch yourself with that swipe. And, you know, in some of the levels or some of the stages like that really comes into play because they're kind of open ended, huge rooms that you're fighting in. But sometimes you're in these super, you know, tight corridors where you really, you know, that that maneuverability is not really helping you out that much being able to jump and fling yourself across the screen, but they've just done such a nice job. The game's still in early access, but it is such a stylish game that has just some of the most fluid controls. They've been adding new characters left and right. They actually just announced the among us character, like the crewmate or whatever. I actually thought it was like a joke at first or like a little tease, like, Oh, we're adding this to the game. But yeah, they have minute and they have Anna from, uh, uh, Spelunky as well and it's just it's so cool to see like the crossover and collaboration stuff with this game but on top of that it, d- it doesn't need any of that like I feel like we're seeing a lot of these like Smash Brothers-esque platformer fighters pop up where they're like they're kind of a fighting game but not with your traditional like street fighter type fight fighting game mechanics but I really think Samurai Gun is doing something a, a little bit extra special and, and unique, like just, again, the sense of mobility and the kind of one hit kills, but you still kind of can play like you're kind of st- either you can play to like somebody gets a certain number of kills or until um, your set number of lives runs out. But uh, yeah, even how frantic this game can get playing just two players, I, I would really love to play some four player matches on this game. And hopefully maybe we can sync up with uh, with his or even his uh, brother, Froggrammer, who, uh, yeah, we've talked about a bunch of both of their games on the podcast before, but really looking forward uh, to checking out this game and really looking forward to seeing it come out of early access so that um, more people can because I haven't been able to find any random matches online. I've only been able to sync up like when I'm specifically looking to play with someone online. But yeah, DJ and I had a blast and we were pretty evenly matched. And yeah, I didn't even mention the the like dash mechanic and your gun, hence the samurai gun. It's not all slashing here. And the gun and the dash are kind of tied together. So you're really kind of again, it's just a really subtle risk reward system that um, every character, just the way their dash and their gun and their uh, their attacks work, and they're just little subtle differences where this character can walk on the ceiling and stick to them, where this character can stick to the walls and not slide down them. Just like the little the little tweaks that make it, you know, it, they really make you know you really you find your character and you're like, yep, this is this is my guy, and I'm going with this, and I, I'm just in love with this game and can't wait to play more. And then the last game, I kind of wanted to just give a quick shout out, or I don't even know if it's a shout out per se, but I just find had the chance to uh, play WarioWare Get It Together um, on the Switch, which I've been waiting to play for quite a while. I picked it up like right after it came out and just haven't had the, I guess, the compulsion to pop it in just yet. But uh, I went over to my buddy's place the other day and saw him for the first time in years and um, yeah, since long before COVID. And we decided I was like, you know what, I'm going to bring WarioWare. It seems like a good, you know, we were in the mood for just kind of catching up and either playing some games or watching a movie or something. And we ended up going the WarioWare route. And uh, it was just perfect for he had never played a WarioWare game before. So it's kind of the perfect WarioWare game to introduce people to in the sense that it's a little more straightforward in the sense that like, at least the game mechanics, you're kind of controlling a, a character in a more traditional sense as opposed to like these really abstract games. Um, but needless to say, though, it's still when the prompt is just like rinse and, and Dan, uh, my buddy Dan, has no idea like what the actual game is. You know, there is a little bit of uh, like some stuff that you're either 
that either was reused from previous WarioWare games in the in the micro game uh, category or stuff that like, you know, you just kind of get the gist. You know what the game's thrown at you where like he's just like, what? What do you mean? Like, it's not just telling you to press a button or exactly what to do in the game. It's kind of telling you what you need to accomplish. Um, and you since you only have like a few split seconds to figure that out, um, you know, you it's it's not as easy as it seems. But I, I thought they really did a, a really wonderful job, at least so far. And again, I played some more uh, single player when I got home because I was having such a good time. Um, and I really think they did a really great job of like all you kind of can pick from all the different characters that are in the game and they all kind of control a little bit differently or kind of a lot of bit differently in quite a few cases. But uh, we were talking a little bit in the discord um, about how like maybe the game, the micro games themselves maybe suffer a little bit from needing to be playable in so many different formats like at the end of the day it's just you're either pushing a face button or moving the joystick around and that's it like so it's like really simple input mechanics that I really like like I like how quick and easy it is to get into it but at the same time I do feel like it suffers just a little bit from like my my personal favorite WarioWare is WarioWare touched but like touched and twisted really even though like you would think that uh in particular twisted you'd think like man that could get really played out really old like how many different gimmicks and mini games can you come up with just by like the tilting the equilibrium of your handheld system uh but man i i really think those like just kind of get because they're so focused around a a particular input mechanic or the touch screen again you can do a lot of different things whether you're drawing circles or tapping the screen or slashing across it um i, I just felt like those types of input methods lent themselves a little better but I, I, I did find that I, I leaned. I, I, this is the most I've enjoyed the WarioWare franchise since WarioWare Touch because I, I liked the one on the Wii, but I thought uh, Smooth Moves, I think it was. But it was like a little bit almost too convoluted with all the different ways you had to hold the remote and just a little almost too confusing. Um, and then they kind of went the game and Wario route, which I never really played too much of. So I don't have a strong opinions one way or the other, but they definitely didn't really lean into the frantic aspect of the WarioWare uh, franchise with that one. So it was nice to see them kind of really go all in into the WarioWare world again. And, you know, it's just it's real. I really love the presentation of like all the little cutscenes before the you check out the characters mini games. And I, I just really love the way the package was put together. I thought it was really, really lovingly crafted. And, you know, I, after I got kind of burned by Mario Golf, I've been a little bit reluctant to jump into some of the newer like first party Nintendo stuff right away but I really have enjoyed Metroid Dread so far and now finally getting uh WarioWare popped in I'm I'm enjoying this one as well so I feel like I'm I'm back on the bandwagon I'm safe uh for now at least but uh and I, I always pretty much like everything Nintendo's doing I'm I'm a bit of a fanboy I'll admit it but but yeah I think I can pretty much uh leave things there for the uh multiplayer stuff that I've been playing this week and I, I I've been playing a ton of games so I've got quite a few more but I'll have to save them for uh for the next save it for the cast so the next time we get the uh, gang together but uh until then randall and i are gonna chit chat about some stuff we're all over the map this week but uh we had a nice fun conversation here so uh we'll get to that and uh until uh next time we'll catch you next week take care Played a bit of drums in high school, but oh really? Too serious like, about it, yeah. The actual like kit and everything, yeah. or, in, yeah. or in band? Okay, nice. No, no, in a kit, yeah.
Heck yeah. Did you play it? You didn't do any drums in the rendezvous, did you? No. Because that was all like well, program stuff, right? Like, Mostly. Uh, we played, uh, there was a bongo kit that uh, we bought. I think Best Buy might have sold like a little music kit because I think that's how I got some of the stuff. I definitely got one of the microphones that way on discount. Like yeah, over they had the, some stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of close to the PC area, there was some stuff. Yeah. So I, I think I might have bought like a really like cheapo kit or something at some time that had like bongos and a couple of like like Morocco's Morocco's and like claspy like, you know, stuff like that. Just like little kind of acoustic type of percussion like little, stuff. Yeah. A little percussion kit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. they, they don't have anything like that, even at like Target anymore, man. I, I was there yeah. the other day and I was like, oh, I bet you they I just I needed some guitar strings and like I was there for something else. But I was like, oh, I bet you they have just like one shitty brand of guitar strings yeah. like over by the beginner guitars that right. they sell. They had nothing. Wow. Not even, they didn't even have beginner guitars. Um, wow. Maybe maybe I just didn't. I mean, I didn't look everywhere for them and I didn't ask anyone, but I was like, they probably anywhere where though. they would be. Yeah, like they I looked in the electronics and then I looked over by like the random, you know, where they have like the bikes and like, yeah, it'd be like, ran, like, yeah, sporting like goods, sporting goods, like workout gear, yeah. he- headphones, like right. kind of fancy headphones and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, if, it, if it's not over there, I don't know where else they'd be. So, yeah. But yeah, I was a little bit bummed, oh. but. But in a good on on the bright side, I didn't buy shitty strings, and I can just get good ones that I actually want. Because <laughs> they if they had them, they would have been shit strings. Oh Not yeah, that it makes that much of a difference, but they they do make a little bit of a difference. Yeah, like you actually know how to play guitar, so yeah, you might as well spend a few extra bucks on the real thing online or whatever. Or yeah. or obviously, I'm sure there's like a shit ton of good music shops in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. And they just they just last longer, truly. Like yeah. the ones that you pay a little more for. I mean, yeah, anything can happen. They they can break on a fluke too, but like for the most part, they tend to last quite a bit longer. Yeah. Um especially sound-wise, like cuz they they can get kind of dull. Um yeah. like the cheapo strings pretty quick, so. Speaking of music, I love the little interstitials that you I'm assuming you made uh in the save it for the cast stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those like, are actually from uh, from the game that Glenn and I were working on. Oh, that's from. God damn, uh, I still need I was, to play that. Jesus I was Christ. like sitting there and I was like, you know what? I was like going through the stuff and I was like, oh, there's a like the pause. One of them's the pause menu music. That do 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 do. That's the. Yeah, yeah, that's the pause menu, and then yeah. the outro music is like the what I had on like the title screen. Yeah. For the game, but yeah. That's good. It's good. Those are good tracks. Heck yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, they're fun. Good. They're fun. Yeah, it was really I, I got to re-download that plugin because I reinstalled Windows on my computer and then I had to reinstall all the stuff I had in Ableton. But I, I forget what I what that 8 bit plugin I had was. But that was like yeah. for for all those tracks, that was the only thing I used. I was like, I won't use any other effects. No, anything. I'm just using that 8 bit plugin for everything, which makes so. sense. That keeps it like straightforward and like hems you in you know creatively yeah. i didn't want to like be sitting there and like especially when you're on like a like a just staring at a piece of computer software where you can pretty much do whatever you want yes or like plug in anything or try anything it's or, too much yeah you're just i was like i gotta limit myself a little bit here and yeah just play around in this limitation uh sound sphere or whatever yeah no but that's yeah. sweet I'm like Ooh, yeah I, I gotta tell kevin these tracks are good 
Thanks, man. Yeah, they, yeah. they were fun. It was fun to work on those. Like I remember like coming up with and like trying to figure out like where can I fit, where can I like loop these and like what's good for like a, you know, just like a quick loop kind of thing and what's good for like more of an extended track to like fit into the game itself, you know? Yeah. I didn't, I don't think I used any of the songs that played during gameplay because yeah, they were like, they, they wouldn't have really fit. I don't, I, I'm sure I could have squeezed them in, but yeah, they were just a, a little bit of a different vibe, I guess. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. You guys put that on uh, Itch.io, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I always forget. It's under his name. I think he's like, it's because it's hard to find. Like, if you just type E minus, it never comes up. I think I it's, I think I found it and I saved it to, like, my collection thing at that oh, nice. point. I'm pretty sure I did. I just, like, like everything else that I have in Itch.io, I just, like, not had the chance to actually delve into any of it. I finally fired up Itch.io again for the first time in a while yesterday. Like I've been mostly just playing on my console yeah, or not on my console on, on my various consoles, but I've mostly been playing switch lately. Yeah. I've been playing more switch lately too. Yeah. And, uh, and for whatever reason I was just like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to fire. Oh, I think as I've been playing the retro stuff on, I've just been lazy and playing them on emulators. No, that's, that's fine. Yeah. And then uh and then we'll talk like, oh, about yeah. that. There's benefits to that. And we'll yeah. get into it when we when we talk on the, oh. on the pod. Oh, we will. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh and then yeah, I was like, "Oh man, Cultisti, I haven't checked their page in a while. They have like they had like oh, I'll talk about this quickly on the podcast too, but they had like seven new games <laughs> since last <laughs> time I went on and played. Oh my god. Um it's like it's wild. I I sent them a message uh in the like just a private message in Discord cuz they're always kind of quiet and like even when like they do respond, they'll just put like a little emoji reaction. So I was like, I'll just send a message. I was like, Hey, I just played a few of your games, just played the new one too. And like, absolutely loved them. And they were like, yeah, they, they were like, Oh, I love watching your videos. Like I always watch them in the morning while I'm drinking tea and having my breakfast. And I was like, Oh, nice. That's so sweet. Yeah. That's so nice. Very cool. That's wonderful. Um, And like very humbling to be honest. It's, they have like, I'm pretty sure they have like over 40 games like it's crazy oh my god and they're all good like i haven't played every single one of them but i've played well over 15 of them and i have not played one that i have not thoroughly enjoyed it's wild i need to stop like spending money on other games and just like dive into this stuff honestly i really do it goes in phases though because i like i was doing that for a long time yeah i got away from it for a long time and started playing other stuff and now I'm kind of like getting back into it. Like ever since I play, I talked last week, I talked with John about that Nojong game. Did you happen to see me post that in the discord? Uh, I don't think so. It's like, uh, it's like a, you know, top down brick falling puzzle game. Yeah. But it's like, they say it's like Tetris meets Mahjong, but it's actually more Ooh. like Dr. Mario meets Mahjong. Mm. Cause there's like, it has that element of like once a piece is placed, like, if once you clear stuff, it doesn't fall like it stays kind of suspended in yeah. in air. Is there like, like uh, is there like a color or shape match component to it, too, the way there is in Dr. Mario? So, yeah. So you have. Yeah, there's the the bricks fall, I think, in like or no, I think they just fall one piece at a time. Like, yeah, one tile at a time. And then you you can make a combo by just connecting two of them. So like the the best you can get is a four, like in like a T shape kind of right. Like, cause you can still do like the slide it in like from the side or whatever. Yeah. Um, I love that. The most you can get is a quad clear, but then 
the way they have it set up is there's almost like three waves of of hands, if you will. And I don't know exactly how Mahjong works, but essentially you have like a set of tiles that are along the bottom of the screen, which I, I would assume represent however many tiles you would have in like a hand of Mahjong. Mm-hmm. And then you're able to like swap the tile that's falling between the tiles that are in your hand. Oh. And then swap out what's there. But then Whoa. it'll be like, it'll say like after you clear. So the first round is like after you clear five clears or something like that whatever you have in your hand is like what it plays as your hand and then it resets and then you start and then you play it you clear like 20 lines and then it gives you whatever you have in your hand there and then so and then after you do three hands i think it's just like your whatever your score is after that so it kind of just ends so you're really you're you're aiming to maximize your score while clearing your hands essentially Kind of, but, well, do you know how Mahjong works? Not and I, I, really. I don't at all, so no. I, I don't, because no. I was reading in the rules, like, it kind of shows, like, it It seems like it's similar to poker, almost, like, you get, like, okay. hands, almost, like, so you'll, yeah. but it, but they're more than five cards, or tiles, or whatever, so I, yeah. think, I think there were, like, seven or eight in a hand, so, but there, it was basically, like, you'd get, like, a royal flush, essentially, or a, or a straight, or a, you know, all of the same, but then you also get points for like the symmetry of your hand and the like or multipliers. So I can't remember exactly how the scoring system worked, but it was all like it was based. Your hands were like multipliers of what you scored with your clears or something like that. Okay. So you, it did. It, I'm sure one of them matters more than the other, but it felt pretty well balanced yeah. in the sense of like. You know, just needing to juggle those two things. I didn't really figure out how to, like, get better at high scoring. But, yeah, it's got, like, two-player verses. Like, you and Tina could get into that, I think. I like that Um, concept. It's really cool. And it's just a free game on Itch.io for no reason. Man. (laughs) Like, it's so pop. Oh, and the soundtrack is amazing. Like, Give me that name again. uh, Nojong. So, it's just N-O-J-O-N-G. Got it. And it's it's from the developer of uh, Super Skelemania. Okay. And a few other Skelemania games, which are just cool platformers that I know Daniel Linson's a big fan of. And nice. I enjoyed, I, I picked up Super Skelemania on Switch and I enjoyed the bit of that I played. I love that these indies are putting their stuff on Switch. That's oh, not it's, just like the, it's not just the like well-defined, like been in the industry for a while indies. It's like the actual legit indie indies like are yeah. putting their stuff on Switch. So you remember that weird game that I, I don't think you played it, but I'm pretty sure you were there when we talked about it. And you because it's like me and John talked about the Good Time Garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you remember that game? Like mm-hmm. that just came out on Switch. Oh, in nice. Like, uh, in it, but it's like part of it's called. I think it's just called. It's SGC. It's it's either like small games collection or short games collection, like a really generic name, but it just has like five little like indie games on it. Um, in like a bundle and I'm assuming it's called SGC number oh, one. Yeah. So I'm assuming they're planning on like doing more of those. So I'm kind of curious to be like, okay, what are they I'm looking at? What it. are they putting out? I'm looking at it now once I get past the age verification screen here. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cause a good time garden. <laughs> yeah. And, and potentially the other game on there, swallow the sea looks like it has a kind of similar like tone. Um, <laughs> But that one looked pretty cool, too. That was another game that was actually on my radar to play, and I was like, oh, nice, even easier to play now that it's on Switch. Oh, that's Um, sweet. But, yeah, just cool that, like, 
yeah, just weird little games are coming out left and right. I got a, uh, I was able to secure an OLED switch, oh, which nice. I, I wasn't planning on doing, but I traded in that PS4 Pro and okay. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get a PS5. And I'm like, man, I got like way too many games as it is. Like, why don't I just instead, like Tina's been playing Animal Crossing most nights. I'm like, what if we had two Switches? Then we can do like we did when we had two DSs and do like, you know, there's yeah. cool multiplayer local things you can do with that. And like, we could both have our game that's like on cartridge in each of our switches like that's a little bit lazy i guess but like the, <laughs> the <laughs> hey i've like, been there i've been there the availability of like just picking up a you know your own switch basically to like play your stuff has been awesome so i've been playing a lot more uh metroid dread on the oled switch and that's been real nice oh nice yeah yeah because i was gonna say when we were talking last time yeah i know you were saying too that you were enjoying like playing game boy on the couch like while tina was either yeah. watching something or maybe even she was playing animal crossing yeah. or something and yes like, so now it's like oh i can just i could play animal crossing too potentially I, I know you'd have to buy a second cartridge in that yeah. case but like you know but, but in yes a, you, could. you could play metroid dread while she plays animal crossing yes. instead of being only limited to to handheld stuff it's it oh, like i guess it's hard to justify like a switch oled having like already owned a switch but man the screen is beautiful on that it, thing they look oh. slick man and, and oh, even only nice. seeing it in a picture form they look yeah. slick so i'm oh. sure in person they look they look real nice it's like oh shit like and especially because it's it's kind of weird where like we just have the two 4k tvs in the house now so yeah. like and that's amazing for like the new xbox and stuff but the switch is still 1080p so like there's some, up, some upscaling that has to happen there and it just like, it doesn't look quite as sharp as it could necessarily, you know? Um, yeah, I notice that sometimes, too, especially on, like, menus. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, like, on the Switch, in handheld mode, in your hands, like, oh, my God, like, this, these games look great. It's, like, so vibrant and, like, sharp. Yeah. Like, like the way it feels to play, like like Game Boy Advance games like on a Game Boy Advance or like the the sharpness and clarity and like vibrancy is like ooh that's yeah. nice. Yeah, the way those pixels like kind of pop out on the yeah. Game Boy Advance especially when you got like the SP when the, you yeah. know, when the screen's backlit or even yeah. if you're playing them like on the DS and they're just kind of like yeah really grabbing you. Yeah. Similar yeah. vibes with the Switch OLED that way. Okay. And and the that's saying something too cuz like the the screen itself is not that bad, like the the no. regular Switch screen. No, so it's not no. like you're going from like, oh, this is like a pretty crummy screen to like, oh, a huge upgrade. It's like, hey, you're going from a pretty good screen that nobody was really complaining about exactly to, to a mat pretty massive upgrade. That's pretty yes. cool. I yes, that's how it feels. And the screen is slightly larger too, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and like you wouldn't think it like a half inch or whatever would make a difference, but it kind of does. When like, you're holding it, just, it that close, I yeah. feel like it. Yeah, because it, it like I, I think about that sometimes just in the sense of like, I, I don't know if you've ever done it where it's it. I don't know. I'm just sitting there sometimes with my switch and I'm like holding I'll just hold it up like in front of my TV yeah. to be like, where? how far do I need to hold this away where it's like virtually the same size? Right. As my TV, it's like technically I'm I'm looking at a bigger image than yeah. what I'm looking at when I'm sitting on the couch and looking at the TV, you know, <laughs> yep. Techni technically. Yep. Um, that's what we did. We moved our like 55 inch, uh, 4k TV downstairs where like space wise, it had, like the couch has to be a lot closer to it. And it's like, Oh, 
<laughs> our screen just got a lot bigger. That's cool. Like <laughs> we yeah. have a, a like a big picture experience now or before in like our living room upstairs, which is quite a bit bigger. It's like, well, this is like across the room kind of and it's pretty small. <laughs> I know. It's like, man, you're like, man, I have a pretty big TV, but you're still like, <laughs> why is this not big enough? Still, somehow this TV is not big enough. I know. <laughs> for like, wherever I want to sit. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. But, but it, yeah. it, it does feel nice. I still I'll still never forget the first time hooking up like I got home. I, I think I must have like went over to because uh, it was after a shift at Best Buy and I had just got the component cables for the Wii. Yeah, baby. And I had just got or you know what? I don't think it was just like I mean, I got the component cables, but I think it was actually when I got my first like HD TV, my first like flat screen 480p. Yeah. Like Westinghouse, whatever. Oh, hell yeah. Piece of garbage I bought. But like <laughs> had I, component input. But hey, it had component. Yep. And I still I play I still I played Pikmin 2. Yeah. And I, I just remember the colors being so bright. Like I turned off all the lights in my room and I was like, this is going to be so awesome. It's a good and test like, case. Oh, yeah, because I was like, that game has like those cool, like kind of photo real mm-hmm. looking elements. And then I was like, the, it'll be interesting. Look at the and red I, on those beetles. Look at the red and yellow. Dude, it was my <laughs> eyes were like watering so bad. I was like, this is too much. I can't handle it. I had to like take a minute and be like, let me just let me hold on. Let me turn the lights back on. It was like it was a little too intense. I, I overdid it, I think. Oversaturated. Component, but component cables like in that era, like the GameCube component cables, obviously, that like five people could get a hold of in that day and then but then like with Wii it was like oh now this is like readily available and you can yeah. play your GameCube games let alone your Wii games and in those days that was like a huge upgrade to go from like just composite signal to component was just like mind-blowing oh yeah especially for like strikers play yeah. and play it in actually in widescreen yeah like, that's a game Progressive changer for, scan. especially for that game yeah yeah Oh, yeah, man. they need to make another strikers, but they need somebody who didn't make Mario Golf to make it. <laughs> Did next Which, level games? They made Mario Golf the new one, too, didn't they? I now I don't remember. I was I was thinking it was Camelot, but no. Oh, I think you know what? The, no, you're probably right. Camelot makes all those Mario Golf games. So I'm trying to think sense. now. Well, I don't know. This new one's pretty weak, so and pretty different than the other ones so because i think nintendo bought next level games i think they did i do remember seeing that that they became like tech because i remember being surprised at like oh they weren't like owned by nintendo already yeah they just had an agreement or whatever yeah they just all they gotta do is do it they're in-house and everything folks you know switch is like the hottest thing going still come on just put it out just make it yeah and and next year they need it they need a little padding next year not not really they have plenty like if Truly, if they put out Breath of the Wild 2 and Metroid yeah. Prime 4, like they really don't need That's to good do enough. anything else. <laughs> yep. That's pretty <laughs> like, much good enough. Don't they still have technically Bayonetta 3? Yep. Is on the horizon. Bayonetta 3. Uh, what else? There's not that many things on the horizon, though. That That's like that. I'm sure there are things, but announced oh, things. Kirby. Kirby. Yeah. Forgot that about Kirby. Kirby. Game that looks game looks. Oh, uh, I would, dude. I even like, I perked up when they started just like teasing the beginning of that and yeah. I didn't even know what it was. I was like, Ooh, what is this? This looks yeah. really cool. Yeah. And then like, as soon as I saw Kirby on the beach or whatever, I was like, Oh, <laughs> Oh no way. Post-apocalyptic Kirby. It looks mm-hmm. so good. It does. And it's fully 3d. Like, here yeah. you go. here's your, here's your Mario 64 Kirby experience. Just way, way later than you thought it would be. And, and in all reality, I, I think Kirby, would work 
potentially even better in 3D than yeah. it does in 2D in the sense that like like I kind of feel like the Kirby games suffer and not that not that this one needs to be a more difficult game, but they do just suffer from like you can kind of just fly anywhere. And I yeah. guess you, you'll probably be able to do it in the 3D one, too. But like yeah. you can just avoid a lot of the cool level stuff. You kind totally. of have to like force yourself to beg. I want to experience this game and all the cool stuff in it yeah so for folks like, like this it's it's hard to have the draw to to stick with a kirby when yeah there's it, it gets to be a little bit too easy which i mean is good from an accessibility thing but like me personally i don't find myself reaching for you know the latest kirby games as often i guess yeah i i tend to go to the ones that i'm nostalgic for yeah. but i'm not like dying to play the the new we want like I, right. I don't think i've played a lot of the newer ones like right. i think i I played some of the DS ones, and those are probably the last ones I kept up with. Yeah, yeah. Epic's yarn, Epic Yarn is probably the last one that I like super deep dived. I think. Oh, you know what? That yeah, that was probably after the DS ones, and that's honestly one of my favorite. Oh, it's great games. Like it's period. real good. I freaking love that game. Yeah, talk, talk about soundtracks. Yeah. Too. Do you one know they the put that out on 3DS too? Oh, you know what? I yeah. do remember that coming. I forgot about that. Like, yeah. if you wouldn't have brought it up, I would have totally forgot. But uh, yeah, yeah, I remember when they were trying to kind of milk those Wii games. Yeah, yeah. It's like they, they did Donkey Kong yep. Country. Yep. They did a few other ones. Yeah, they did. Yeah, those very like late era 3DS relevance that those games came out. Did you see there's a new game that came out on Wii U? today i think or yesterday like a downloadable like it looks terrible <laughs> I don't, like it's some like downloadable game that truly takes use of the dual screens really? apparently like so that's a i guess why it still came out but wow. then I, I just read it, i think it was just like a nintendo life article or something yeah i, I just saw it on twitter but it was yeah. like um you know are you gonna are you gonna pick up this last relic for old times <laughs> it's like yeah i looked at it and i was like yeah if it looked even halfway decent i'd maybe consider it just for the novelty but it looked kind of like what's that uh what's that nes game that's like a homebrew nes game but it's actually kind of good i think you you have it that's like kind of like a mega man like blue blue bomber no it's not blue bomber uh uh project blue maybe or that's a different one that's also really good um Oh, Jesus Christ. There's two of them. And I want to say that I want to be the guy because that's what was like, that's what inspired it. But that's not the yeah, name of yeah, this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, what is Christ's it? sake. It's on my shelf back there, but I've got my headphones on right it's now. It's like he's, yeah, he's got the green, uh, good Lord. green outfit on. My brain's Blaster man. Old. Let me look it up. I know where I bought it from, even though I'm, I'm not going to say it here because I've got a, an issue with the people that sold it to me. Um, uh let's see but it's, that's, that's not the developer power. it's just where they sell it through uh yeah yeah uh, something kid uh, battle kid battle kid battle there kid there there's two go. of those actually nice yeah uh, but there is a game called project blue that's kind yes. of also in the same vein ish uh i think so that came out relatively more recently and i like a lot of the nes homebrews i bought it and it's um it's in storage because i they're, have not played it but i'm like oh i need to grab this when it's available because who knows when they're going to make more copies type they're of thing. cranking those homebrews out man yes they are they're seeing, seeing a lot of them me. these days I know. I know i know there it is full-blown like retro revival like we're making new games for these systems and like i'm like this is amazing i just now of of course i have no time for it it's like the it's like the twilight zone episode type of thing going on now 
yeah it's like i can't even keep up with the old games that i never got a chance to play i know alone. yeah these like new ones that are like i'm and i have to even check sometimes i'm like is this an old game like yeah so, like some of them you can definitely tell that they're new but some of them really are faithful to that old school aesthetic where it's like whoa yeah these are these like have the appropriate level of jank where like <laughs> you know you play something like uh i don't know i'm trying to think of a good example now well, like micro mages or bo- yeah. bobble or whatever. It's like, yeah. man, that, if you if you just gave that to someone and didn't boot it on an NES and just get, like booted it on a Switch, like yeah. you'd be none the wiser oh, that yeah. it was running on you know or that it was capable of running on NES hardware. Oh, I agree so. with you. Yeah, it, which is it's oh man, uh, when's yeah. their next project coming out? Because holy I know, shit, I, I still get, they have another game on their itchio that's apparently like an old Ooh. demo. Oh, the like, super bat puncher. Yeah, yeah. So actually, that. they just they just uh, in the last like six months or so um, announced that they were releasing it as a Famicom cartridge because apparently, like ten years ago, they released like probably not many copies like on NES. Um, okay. But then they're they're like, here's the Famicom version for the ten year anniversary. I'm like, yeah, I'm 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 gonna buy that because I've got that analog NT that has a Famicom slot. Yeah, yeah. So that's a no brainer. So you you have that or Uh, I bought it, but it's it's like a pre-order deal. So gotcha. uh, We'll see when it shows up. Yeah, I'm I'm super curious to whatever those those folks do next. They're so good. And I I hope they go. I mean, I don't care what they do. I'll be happy whatever they do. But I hope they go all in kind of on like a a, a full blown title. Yeah, I hope it's not a. Like I'll happily play another Space Gulls, but yeah. I, I guess I just want them to like sell something and make <laughs> make money on it because like those were yeah the last ones of I, all their games are technically free. Morph Cat, yeah, Morph Cat uh, games. Or no, I think I think Micro Mages you have to buy. It was just part yeah. of the Itchio bundle. Yes, um, which is awesome as well that they included ah. it in that. This actually do they? Oh, so this uh, yeah, Micro Mages not only is an NES thing, but it looks like native pc version oh that's interesting yeah oh yeah it's on steam too yeah and it's also it's also on that uh uh i've only seen a few people mention it but that like pie packer oh have you heard anybody talking about that that That, like i I gave that a look but i'm like i just gotta i have to have a cutoff somewhere i can't just buy every single one of these type of things that even though they're directed at me yeah and but like every subscription service and every but there are like there's another new game call, coming out called like Witch and Wiz, which was actually yeah. a, so that was a Pico Eight game that uh, that developer then like just expanded the concept to like oh I'm just gonna make an NES version with like way more levels and you know new basically just expanding on the concept. Yep, that's um, actually for sale on limited run right now, and I'm probably gonna grab it while the pre-order window is open. Yeah, yeah, I saw that that was coming. Yeah, there's even those physical copies, man. I'm so glad I cut myself off a long time ago because I, I it would be it would be never ending, man. I know. Especially especially if you double dip, like if you're if you're willing to go back and buy one. And again, like if if they like did reasonable, like if they came out with like a Sayonara Wild Hearts physical copy that was like 30 or 40 bucks with mm-hmm. some cool stuff that came with it. Like that's one that I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to double dip on that and get mm-hmm. like a 
that's one I'd want to own. You know, they what do I mean? have but a like, physical copy of Sayonara Wild Hearts. That's available, or is uh, like, I don't know about that, but I, I yeah. own a physical copy of Sayonara Wild Hearts. Okay, okay. Yep. On Switch, I bought the cartridge just because, like this, this fucking rules. I need to own this physically forever in one fashion or another. Yeah, that's like that's an example of one I wouldn't be mad to to rebuy. But yeah, there's some that I'm just like, okay, I, there's no way I like. I just saw today like somebody posted like, oh, Blazing Beaks physical copy on yeah. Switch. It's like I, I like that game. Yeah. I got no problem with it. But like, am I gonna pay thirty five, no. forty bucks for it? No, no. way. No. Especially if I already own it and have played it and probably am not going to play it again. And like you've said in the past, that's like more of a pick up and play format game as opposed to I'm going to leave this cartridge in my switch or whatever for yeah. however long. So yeah, that's, that's a great point. tougher like- that way, too. Although, again, like one day in 20 years when we have a lot more gray hairs, like the switch online eShop will probably be shut down. And like the only way you're going to be able to play those games if you didn't already have them downloaded is those cartridges yep yeah so it goes and both ways and that's if you're able to keep a switch running which yeah. i'm sure i'm sure there'll be ways to do if as long as you're willing to spend some money if you're right you know we, we always got anju we can hit up in the uh, discord <laughs> to take some switches apart yeah yeah that's true yeah, actually mad, there's some mad retro man. um hardware repair that i need to have done so i'll probably be in the market for that next year i think I was just looking at those uh, rose rosebud or rose petal veneer things. Have you seen those? I posted mm-hmm. like a thing in the Discord. Like I just saw on Twitter, somebody had like a wooden, like a, basically like a, a GameCube that was like wood, <laughs> made out of wood, sort of. Yeah. And then RP was like, "Oh, that kind of looks like these." Uh, like rosebud kits or whatever. I, I, I can't remember the name, but he put a link in the discord, but okay. Um, they had like basically kits that you have that are basically like a veneer kit for like basically all the different Nintendo systems. And in particular, the super Nintendo ones, cause you can like really customize them and be like, okay, I want like the walnut finish for like the body sure. of it, but like the cherry finish for the power and the reset switch. Yeah. And like, Little little touches like that, you can customize it, but they look real sharp. Yeah, particularly I bet. those, particularly because the the in in any other fashion, the North American Super Nintendo is not a good looking no, system. I and no, and I'm I'm wood, glad that you can you can say that with as much nostalgia as you have for that console. Oh, it's it's a hideous, <laughs> especially even when you just look at the other option. Like yeah. It, yeah, it, it's just a little bit better. Even the mini is, which is not a good looking system by any means. It's, it's like, better. It's at least just like kind of not trying to look like something. And it doesn't uh, have that bullshit eject thing on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which the only thing I'll give him, at least it had a, like a dust flap cover. Yes. You know, I'll get yes. I'll give him that. I'll yes. give him that. Yeah, no, I've, I, I've definitely like of that generation Genesis Model 1. Uh, or like PC Engine uh, are probably the best looking consoles, I would say. Yeah, and they like and those. they even like feel a little more substantial. Like yeah. the, the Super Nintendo, almost like if you told me it was empty, <laughs> I'd believe you. You know, if you're like, hey, there's nothing inside mm-hmm. of this thing, I'd be like, yeah, I'd I'd buy that. Yeah, We're just like, like the NES cartridges are like sixty percent nothing. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Most I, of the I, time I, anyway. <laughs> I just saw a really, there's a cool, uh, another new homebrew NES game called like slow mole. Have you seen yes. that game floating yes. around? Yes. The, the inner cartridge for that is really cool. Oh, I don't it's know beautiful. You, you saw yeah. that? Like the, yeah. inner, like it has that like kind of screen printed it's thing. Sweet. Uh, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. And I was like, again, that's like, I don't know. That's such a cool extra little touch that's so unnecessary. Yep. But it's just like, okay, I guess you're going to pay that. But again, if it's like, if but you're going to do a novelty like, thing like that, you got you almost need to do stuff like that. To, but as as we've kind of talked about before, like it's it's a, like the collecting is part of the game too. It's like looking yeah. at the cartridge is part of the whole game experience, yeah. right? So like that's what they're leaning into there. Oh yeah, you get, yeah that's that's a huge part. Yeah, yeah, just owning it and and mm-hmm. perusing the shelves. Be like, huh? Yeah, I guess I own that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i need to sell oh. some of this stuff yeah video games man mm-hmm. the downsides of having a house phone I was just going to say, when's the last time you got a ring on the old landline? <laughs> it's been happening more recently. Is it just like spam calls yeah. and stuff? Or, yeah. Uh, the the frequency of those on any number, I guess, at this point, I'm sure. Oh, like, yeah. I, I get them so much on my cell phone. It's oh, ridiculous. Yeah. I have a master list of like block Marcus spam, like tons yeah. It's, it's insane, man. Yeah, it's insane. And it's always the same shit. It's like my vehicle warranty has apparently been about to expire <laughs> for like the last 15 years. Oh, for me, it's like a legal notice. You must respond immediately. Like when they leave a voicemail and it's the same like recorded message. Yeah, it's like purposely generic so they can prey on elderly folks. Yeah. and Scare them into responding back and swindle them out of money. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty messed up. It's gross. I did get one the other day that did crack me up, though, in the sense that like it I can't remember exactly now how it was worded, but it was something to the effect of like it was like you you have to call back the second you get this message. <laughs> like, it was like the way that it was worded. It was like oh, it, they didn't say immediately like it was it was very specifically like the second you get this message, <laughs> like you must call. I'm not fucking around. It's like Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> But like, yeah, the first but the first time you get one, you're you panic a little bit. Like I was like, oh, shit, because I think the first time I ever got one, I was like a little bit late paying my taxes or something. And it was like got us. It was like a Social Security, like, you know, just robo thing. Yeah. I looked it up real quick. It's like, hey, we will always contact you through the mail. We will never. Yep. Like robo call you. Nope. With, uh, you know, whatever. The IRS does not have the manpower to be calling folks. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They they have us filing our own taxes for Pete's sake. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) 